Yo, what's going on? It is 1 p.m. here in Crystal Lake, Illinois. That means it's time for another live stream. Today is Tuesday, January 16th, 2024. Welcome, everybody. Today is going to be kind of a metal Monday for everyone who raced over the weekend. We didn't have a live stream yesterday, so I didn't have a chance to bring that cowbell for anyone who raced and had a good result over the weekend. And because uh, yesterday was Martin Luther King Day, uh, at least in the United States. Uh, and then today... Uh, I'm back to the regular schedule, but my kids uh, had a not a snow day today, but a cold day. It was so cold that they didn't want kids like trying to wait for the bus and all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, uh, they canceled school. So the kids are upstairs hanging out, just ma made them some lunch. They realized after years of me trying to convince them that they would be good, they finally have uh, acquiesced to me making them ham sandwiches. So they're actually enjoying ham sandwiches and having lunch today. So that's good. For today, before we get any further into it, I want to say hi to everyone listening on the audio-only version on the podcast. Hopefully you're staying warm and safe out there on your runs. And for everyone else that's watching this later but not live, I hope hopefully maybe you're doing this, watching this while eating a ham sandwich or making a ham sandwich for your kids. In which case, hopefully it's a delicious sandwich. I wish you nothing but the most delicious sandwiches for your lifetime. <laughs> uh, all right today for the live stream what i want to do is talk about anyone who raced over the weekend i raced over the weekend uh and i picked up a bunch of stuff on the way back Whoops. both from the race and from meeting up with some of you guys so i wanted to go over some of that stuff since that was a lot of fun um and also i want to see how you guys did uh we had the kafuzi run club meet up in houston this year it was a lot of fun a much bigger turnout than i was expecting because uh, i just want to make it super chill and easy uh, but it's so good to see so many people out there and uh, a lot of you guys were racing so let's he let's hear how it all went sorry I thought I thought I was about to have another avalanche um, where's the first thing that I saw today uh, where'd it go Stevie 76 um, who I had wait, let me go there we go there it is Stevie 76 who uh, was on the course uh, with his family uh, I really appreciate you Stevie that was very much needed cheering where I saw you um cv76 says i vote fiona as kavuzi run club member of the year well i'm probably not going to rank people um but she was super cool i i found fiona and i just filmed the full race recap um but um i don't know if i mentioned this already but i saw i noticed fiona pretty early on in the race um because she has a distinctive uh running gait and i was like oh okay um, and then I noticed that she was running like the same speed as Tafari and I uh, for a lot of the race. And then later on, uh, after the half marathon and full marathon split off, uh, I saw her again. And then so I tried to close the gap. So I had some people to run with. Um, and I said, hey, I'm gonna, it looks like you are running a super consistent pace. I'm going to try to run with you if that's okay. And she's like, yep. She's like, you're running pretty consistent too. And I was like, really? I feel like I've been all over the place. Um, and so from then on, we were best friends. <laughs> uh, and we ran together and a bunch of us got in a line at the headwindy part. And so um, there's a couple of clips that you could see from the video footage uh, when there's like a line of like four or five people in a row and everyone's just trying to get out of the wind. So it was really fun to, to run with her. Um, she kind of trailed off from us. I didn't, I couldn't see where she was um, once we got to like, like maybe a mile 11 or so. 
but she came storming back uh, on the home straight. And so um, then once I saw her again, I was like, all right, I'm going to try to hold on. And I tried to, to all I was like, I'm going to just try to run with Fiona for the rest of the way. Oh, I didn't know her name at the time. I was just like, I'm just going to run with her the rest of the way. So she pulled me in. So it was really good. It was really good to, it's, it's amazing how you can make friends like while running, you know. <laughs> um, all right. Let me see if I could see a lot. A lot of people had some times in here. So uh, let me see if I can find any of your times. Uh, Cobalt Blue says, Heiko, you lucked out with the weather. I know we got, we got so lucky. We had, I mean, we, we talked about this for days and days, what the weather was going to be like um, in Houston. It ended up being almost perfect for the half marathon. Um, I know for some of the marathoners that that sun really came out and that could have affected some of you guys. Um, but for the half marathon, it was a bit windy in a couple of spots, but a lot of times when we could have had a headwind, there were buildings or trees and stuff like that blocked the wind. So it ended up being really nice. Um, all right. Frank said, Frank Lujulio wants to know. So the big question that the race vlog didn't answer is how the Evos did. Uh, when meh should have gotten the alpha, uh, alpha fly threes. Uh, I I really like them, and for me, I think that the Evo one. Which way is it? This way. I have them listed here on the board for a reason, because this is the Evo one, which is out of focus here, but this is it, and this is the Takumi Sen, and I think that those two shoes, I think those are like sibling shoes in my mind, and so I just felt like a a lighter taller more cushioned takumi but still has a lot of the same dynamics to it and so i just thought it worked out really well for me uh towards the end like the toe box is really tight on that one and so like my pinky toes felt a little bit crunched but otherwise i just felt like you know it kept letting me push um and dig deep you know where as i didn't feel like i was bottoming out or that like the carbon sensation was going you know sometimes like shoes start to feel kind of like you're not like numb to it, you know, after a little while. Um, I just still felt like the shoe was still there uh, and pushing with me. So I really, I thought it was a great shoe. Would I recommend people try to get it um, at $500 or in the aftermarket, you know, I'm like in the secondary market? No. But is it a great shoe? Yeah, it's a, it's a really great shoe. It's a lot of fun to run in. Uh, Leona says, congrats, Mike. You are such an inspiration. Well, thanks so much, Leona. That's very kind of you. Um... Let's see. Um, Mark Peterson says, great race code. Thanks, Mark. And Thomas Wen says, what's going on, everyone? Great race on Saturday, Cousin Co. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, all right. Let me scroll down and see if you guys have any results here. JC's here. I got to meet JC in person. He says, hey, everyone. Love the video, Mike. Pulling pizza out of a pocket like Larry Mondello for you older folks. Nice. Enjoy the pizza. Uh, and Frank Lujulio says, you know what? I saw Beth Potter saying her go-to workout was five times one mile with 90 second rest. There you go. Well, I mean, it's not a workout that I made up, you know, like people have been calling it a, like a workout that I made up, but it's a little bit different than what I do. And I think you know that Frank, but, um, it's just, it's just mile repeats. Mile repeats are a staple, you know? And so I don't, maybe I've rediscovered them, but I just feel like mile repeats are great. You know, <laughs> fart butts is here and says, uh, congrats on the PR Kavuzi with a bell. I guess we should ring the bell. For, I'll ring the bell. I don't want to do it too many times, but not for me anyway, but I did have a PR one twenty five oh seven, which was a 64 
second PR. I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, all right. Uh, Isaac Johnson says, I ran Houston and saw Kabuzi on mile 26. Really feel that last stretch for a 322 and a seven-minute PR. Nice work, Isaac. I feel like I saw a lot of you guys on the course. After I ran the half, I put some warmer clothes on and then uh, tried to eat breakfast really quick uh, and then headed back out to that spot where I did a lot of filming last year. Uh, for the race, and that's also where the Freaks Run Club uh, and Catapult were hanging out. Um, and it, it was, again, a really fun place to be able to watch because you just get really close to the course. Uh, people can hear you really well, and it's right after a big hill. Not a big hill, but a hill, you know? Um, so it's just a really fun place f for me to see you guys, and I saw so many people that I wasn't even expecting to see, so it was really good. Um, Louis says, congrats to everyone that who raced this past sunday yes congratulations um and mm, let's see who else we got here brian uh boost says i hit my 145 goal in houston well plus four, 27 seconds but it's a pr regardless nice job brian awesome Ivan Flores says, yo, what's going on? Congrats on the PB coat. Houston was great for everyone. A PB by 24 minutes for 338. Woo! And co at mile 26 was a morale boost. Nice. Nice. Great job, Ivan. That's huge. That's a, a really big, uh, really big improvement. JC says, ran Houston in 339.19, a PR by 217. Awesome. And beat a goal of 340. Good work, JC. Andrew Cho says, how cold is it there? How cold is it? Uh, it is like, it's below zero Fahrenheit without wind chill. Uh, I think like, the I don't know exactly. Like I was driving around today. I went to the UPS store to pick up a package. And uh, I think downtown is like negative three. Further out by the suburbs, we tend to be. The, the temperatures are always more extreme away from the city or farther from the lake because the water buffers temperatures a little bit. So we're probably like negative five, at least during the middle of the day, uh, not factoring the wind. So it's, I mean, that's not a joke. It's cold. So, I mean, I've, I've run in, I've experienced slightly colder, but not by much, you know? I mean, like uh, my, my wife is really big. There's a, like a Facebook group for this subdivision. Um, and my wife's like super into it. And so she's like, she'll tell me like, oh, did you see what, did you see what Joan posted, you know? And I'll be like, I don't know who Joan is. Like, you know what Joan is. It's like four houses down, next street over. I'm like, I don't know. But she knows who they are because she's, there's the Facebook group. And so people are talking about like, you know, the, some of their windows are getting frost on the inside. Some of their, the corners of their, like the walls of their house like frost is getting through and I'm like, Whoa, boy, these are all relatively new houses. I don't know how that's happening. So like, you know, th these kinds of temperatures are hard on infrastructure, you know, midlife runner says, Ayo here for a bell 302 24 in Houston. It is not official to the KRC bell. Well, here you go, Andrew. Great job out there. I know you were going for the sub three, but a 302 is nothing to shake a stick at. And I feel like once you get into that range, it's it's just a matter of putting the right day together. You know how to train for it, you know? Congratulations, though, uh, on a strong finish. Good job out there. Um, 
Okay. Phil Hartman says, I'm sure I missed the memo, but what's the word on the new 9 Elite hat I saw in the race kit? So that's something that I've been, I've been keeping that a secret for a long time. Um, Forrest gave me that hat uh, as a preview back when I saw him at Chicago. So I've had this hat for a couple of months. He wanted to work. And I'll, I explain, I'll talk about it a little bit more in the race recap video, but um, it is a new non-elite hat. There's a couple of nice little Easter eggs in it for you guys. Um, but it is designed to be like a, a six-star chaser hat because on the underside of the brim are the names of all the cities. Um, it's r really cool. I like it a lot. That one I just followed up with for us. Um, it'll be available early March, I think, is what he said. So we got another month. It's still en route from the factory. And then it'll get to um, port. Then it has to clear the port and then get to uh, Path Project. So he's he's thinking early March is when it'll come out. But I really like it a lot. I have an early sample uh, and it worked out really well for me. Uh, Josh Peregrino <laughs> says, great seeing Co on the course. Best part was coming up behind y'all on mile one and hearing Mike ask his friend, are we going too fast? <laughs> I never know if we're going the right, especially in the beginning of a race. I don't want to look at my watch. Um, and it's hard to tell. It's very disorienting when you like start running with a group of people. So I don't know. And so, yeah, we were just, we were just trying to figure out pace. Uh, Tafari was running the whole, whole full marathon, you know? And so I'm just like, I don't know if we're pushing it or not. So like, you know, for the first 5k or so we were still settling in, but yeah, I, I mean, as much as I try to practice race pace and race effort, I'm still, you know, very insecure about it. Once we get to the race, <laughs> uh, Jason Jordan says, this is my first race ever. And you did the half. Awesome. Great job, Jason. Hope you had a, a, a good time. Um, all right. Oh, Martha's here says about on a plane about to take off. So just sending congratulations to all who ran Houston. Thanks, Martha. Uh, Rob DiGennaro says, I raced a 10 miler ending at Blue Point Brewery. Great time and had my second fastest 10 miles. So can't complain. Nice work, Rob. Great job. Um, all right. <laughs> uh, Jay-Z says, uh, the shakeout was fun, but we got scolded afterwards. Got a good shot of me at the end. Thanks. Um, yeah, there was an issue. Uh, I, I didn't realize this, but that park that we go to, uh, you need a permit if nine or more pe people are going to get together. And we weren't the only group that was there. There was another group there that had like a table set up and they were doing a lot more stuff. Um, and the rest of us just showed up. And we were out there afterwards buying coffees from the coffee cart the truck that was there and I don't, I didn't think we were bothering anybody, but the people at the park didn't appreciate people using the park, I guess. And so I don't know. They, they made us disperse. So we, he was, he, he was nice. He could have been meaner about it, I guess, if he wanted to, but he was, I think just trying to do his job. That just lets me know that for next year, we'll have to think of something else. I, I, I really like that spot. The location is nice. It's easy for people that are downtown to get to. I think it's relatively easy for locals who are driving uh, to get to as well. Um, the only other option would be like Memorial Park, which is further away. It's about three miles from downtown. But then everyone that's local would have to like Uber or find some other way to get there. And I feel like that's a little bit harder. Um, but I feel like, I don't know, the whole like needing a permit thing sounds weird so uh just means i have to do a little bit more planning next time 
but I'm glad that you know everyone was cool about it and no one gave the dude a hard time. So I I was I was proud of you guys for not getting too riled up about it. Um, Tim Sim says, "Hey y'all." I think Tim had a PR this weekend as well. Congratulations on the 5K. It was a 5K PR, right? Tim says, hey, I hope everyone had a great time in Houston this past weekend. Glad to have met you and Ben Johnson at the end of the shakeout run on Saturday as a representative of the Ginger Runner crew. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming out. Thank you so much. Um, hmm. Getting Trent says, yo, what's going on? Heard CLT Running Company is sending you a dragon shirt. Told them they should have made you come in person. Congrats on the PR. Thank you. Thanks for the mention last week. Very nice surprise for later, but not live. Awesome. Well, yeah, they, they reached out to me um, and they're going to send me one of the uh, You're the Dragon shirts. So I'm, I'm super excited about it. Mm. All right. Marlon Gaspar says, I ran a PR at the half at Houston, 123.11. Woo, that's speedy. The best was the feeling to be healthy again after missing Chicago due to a stress reaction. Well, congratulations, Marlon. Great job. Very fast speed. Uh, that's amazing. Um, Daniel Burton wants to know if Fiona was 49. Normally, I wouldn't uh, broadcast people's ages, but um, we finished the race. Um, and she was like, I'm 56. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. That's awesome. And then I looked it up later, and uh, she was first in her age group for the 55 to 59-year-old age group. She finished with a 125.20. So, amazing job uh, by Fiona. Mm, Patrick Smith says, congrats. Did you hit any gels or liquids on the PB? Yeah, I had three science and sport gels, um, which kind of felt like it would be a lot, but I ultimately feel like it was a good amount. I hit one at 5K, 10K, and then um, I forgot to eat the third one at 15K, so I had it maybe more towards like 17K. Um, and that was it. I had two cups of Gatorade once towards the beginning, maybe at like 5k ish, uh, maybe 7k. And then one towards the end, maybe after whatever one was like right around when I had the gel, maybe 17k or so. Mm. Mark Del Cambres says, this is my first marathon. The shakeout was a blast and it was nice to meet some of you. I was able to run 348.15. Woo! That is an amazing first marathon time. Great job. Mm. Tim Sims said they have the, uh, an Arctic blast in Houston now, evoking trauma for plenty of us regarding 2021's disaster. Yeah, I mean, hopefully hopefully the grid holds up for you guys. Um, wouldn't want to see any of you guys go through that again. Fart Butts says, I PR'd at 146 for the half marathon. Nice work, Fart Butts. And Frank says, a lighter, taller, more cushioned Takumi. Sounds like a perfect shoe. It it really does. <laughs> it's great. It's a lot of fun. Because uh, I just love the Takumi Sen so much. Uh, and Calvin says, we should vote on whether the Takumi Sen should be considered a super shoe or not. I think, I don't really, con I, I, I ranked it with them last year at the end of 2023. Um, I'm not sure that always strikes me as that because I just feel, for me, super shoe kind of, for me is like a, a marathon shoe, you know, so it's built a little bit different. Um, but I mean, the Takumi is just such a fun shoe to be able to race in, to work out in. Like, if you want to go fast, that's a usually a pretty good choice. So I just, 
I don't know. I'm not going to get too hung up over whether it is super or not. I, I know I love it quite a bit. BM says, at a 3.05.48 marathon PR this weekend, amazing job. And Calvin says, uh, speaking of the super shoes, Ronald Channel is saying that the Valencia 10K winner didn't wear super shoes. I think I saw that reported from a couple of different outlets as well. Um, I don't think any of them were there because it all looked like they had kind of like the same finish line screenshots. But from I didn't pixel peep and try to pinch and zoom in on it, but it didn't look like Evo ones because they weren't white. In my understanding, it was the, the Takumi Sen. Uh, and it looked like the 9. It didn't look like it was the 10. Because the 10, I've only seen the 10 in like the color that I have for it. Like this white and yellow one. And then the the shoe that um, won the Valencia 10K and set the women's world record, I think was this shoe. I'm pretty sure it was this shoe. So, yeah. It's a great shoe for running fast. <laughs> Tyler Hick says the winner from Houston is Toen Gwen for the smoothest acknowledgement of Kofuzi Wall turning that corner. Yeah, <laughs> he's such a boss. Um, I I didn't I wasn't tracking him, and so I just happened to be on that part of the street. I think I just seen someone else go by, and then I was jogging back to my kind of spot where I could see everyone coming around the corner, um, and then I caught him in the corner of my eye and realized it was him and I hit the camera on and I started yelling at him but there was a bunch like at that corner there was a bunch of cops there making sure that people didn't um, cross the street at the wrong time and stuff and so like I, I, I and I was already losing my voice so I couldn't even like scream at him so I didn't even know if he, if he heard me and it didn't look like he heard me until he then like turned around and like gave me a little wink and I was like that's awesome <laughs> It was a lot of fun. Uh, he's, I, I had a chance to talk to him the day before, and uh, it was good to to catch up with him again. Um, all right, Big Z says, I just did my first run in the Deviant Nitro 2 Tampa run, and it was great. Nice. I love that shoe. And Trey Salaki says, ran 307 in the full at, the, at Houston. Not a PB, but had a blast with the crowds. Running through the tunnel at mile 18 was awesome. Yeah, so um, congratulations, Trey, on the 307. Um, that tunnel, I think is right where Memorial Park is. It's really, it's, I think like it, it runs over the tunnel. So that's where I'm thinking maybe we'll do the, um, shakeout run next year. I don't know. Um, that's where Farah had recommended, uh, we do it. Farah's been coming to the Houston shakeouts since I've had Houston shakeouts. Um, and she was, she's always been very helpful for helping. She's local. So she helped me navigate, um, a lot of stuff in both she knows in Houston and Austin, so she's been helping me with a lot of stuff. Um, all right, let me scroll down. I'm so far behind you guys. If you guys had a PR in there, um, and I haven't gotten to it yet, post it in there again because I, I missed it. Um, Steve Zabrowski says, running question I have a 10k with 5k 40 minutes later this weekend. What's the best thing to do in between them? I've walked, sat. And the 5K, my feet always feel like bricks. Mm, wait, so you have a 10K and then another 5K like in an hour? Um, hmm. Best thing to do between them. I don't know. If it's just an hour, I would just stay warm. 
Um, I would try not to sit. I wouldn't really do any kind of warm up or anything like that if I'm reading this right. Um, yeah. So if you're doing a five, like you're doing a five k race and then doing another, doing a ten k race and then another five k. Yeah, I would. I would uh, just stay warm. I, if it was longer than forty five minutes, I would say like take your shoes off and relax for a minute. But I'd just say just stay in race ready mode. That's that's t- that sounds like a gauntlet. Oh boy. Um. All right. Wilfredo uh, Aguirre is here. Says, hey, Co, thanks again for letting me shoot photos of the group run and what's next for you. Uh, Wilfredo came by. He took some excellent photos. I'll be sprinkling them through the race recap. Um. Oh, I'm not sure. Oh, no. I'll have to figure out another way to, to help share some of those, Wilfredo. Um, but there were some really fantastic photos. Um. And then the next race, I'm not sure. I'd like I'd like for my next race to be um, London. London is 14 weeks out from yesterday, I think, or something like that. Um, so there's still time to kind of like train for a marathon, but because I'm in pretty good fitness right now, I'm recovering well. I feel my legs are very sore. Um, a little bit different soreness than I get for a marathon, which makes sense. Um, but I'm kind of not familiar with it. I'm like, what's going on here with my quads? Um, but we'll have to see if I can get that sorted out. I'm working on it now. It's been something that I've been kind of like procrastinating, trying to figure out until after Houston. And now it's after Houston. So I guess I got to figure that out. Uh, I got an email from USATF, uh, the master's division and, uh, the indoor master's championships is in Chicago but it's in March, late March, I think. It it would be like the week before, ba- no, is it in April? And I just remember looking at it and being like, oh, that's like right when I would start tapering. Um, but there is a regional Midwest USATF Masters indoor track meet in Indianapolis uh, in February. So I'm kind of thinking about whether or not I want to do that. I think it'd be fun to try and do an indoor mile. Fun's a weird word for that. But um, yeah, I don't know what else is next. Uh, I was also looking at the, um, no, what the one that's really close to London and Boston is uh, the Carlsbad 5000. Looking at that race, I'd like to work on some speed. Um, I know I kind of have a marathon on the horizon, um, but I don't know. I'd like to also work in some speed in there too. So I don't know. Um, oh, Johnny, Johnny Dodgen says, I was attacked by a dog on my long run lap at the weekend, resulting in a heavy fall and broken ribs. My training for Manchester Marathon is going to take a hit. I'm sorry, Johnny. That's, oh my God. Uh, hope you're doing okay. Mm-hmm. Andrew Scott says, Go, have you run in your snow G's yet? You mean are those the go- is that what the goggles are called that I got from Gooder? Um, no, I haven't. If I'm gonna I'll eventually run this week. I don't know if I'm gonna run today or not. If I run today, it'll just be like probably 30 minutes super easy on the treadmill. I, I might even just walk on the treadmill. But um this whole week is supposed to be really cold. So they'll get they'll get a test this week for sure. <laughs> 
And videos wants to know. I got to meet videos this weekend too, which was cool. Video says, uh, "Would you run Adios Adios Pro Evo One in a full marathon?" Co. I don't know that I would. Um, there's just something about it. It starts to feel harsh, a little bit underfoot, and I'm worried that that thing that happens to my foot sometimes, where it feels like there's a rock in my shoe, I feel like that was starting to happen. So like it. It it um it also doesn't give me the kind of pop that I like for a marathon shoe. For a marathon, I probably would pick the Adios Pro. If I were to go with an Adidas, I'd pick the Adios Pro for the marathon over than the over the Evo One for me personally. For a half marathon, Evo One. For a half marathon and down, Evo One. I think I would run in the Evo One even down to a mile. Unless it was a track mile, then I might get a spike. But if it's anything on the roads, I would run in the Evo just because it's so light. Um, but for the marathon, it just didn't it didn't give me like the squish dynamics that I want. I mean, does that make sense? I don't know if it does. Mixtape Tony says, my first time spectating and didn't see anyone I was tracking. Voice is currently recovering from screaming and being my noxiously loud cowbell with a drumstick near the 12 slash 25th ish mile. Mixtape Tony, were you the guy with the really loud bell and you had like a, you had like a drumstick hitting it? I heard that bell. If that's, if that was you, I heard that bell and I don't know if you heard me, but as I was running by, I heard someone like, it was like a bell bell, not like a gling gling gling. It was like a, a large bell and someone was hitting it with like a hammer, like not a hammer, but like a drumstick. And I remember running by that and, and I heard it and it was like this beautiful tone. really loud. And I was like, Ooh, that's a nice bell. I don't know. If, let me know if that was you mixtape, Tony. Um, Luis says the girl who was behind Ben Johnson took a really bad fall at the finish line. Oh no. Um, someone's, someone took a clip of the finish line camera um, and then not about the fall, but I'm, I'll, I might, maybe I'll go back and look for it. But, um, someone took a clip of me and Fiona coming across the finish line and like the way the area where we stopped and out, and, you know, like she was like hands on knees and I was like dry heaving and I'm, we're trying to like introduce each other, uh, ourselves to each other. And that part's all on the, on the feed. So that was kind of nice. That was a nice moment. I enjoyed that. All right, Terry says, swag, swag, swag. Swag, swag, swag. All right. Um, all right. So let's go through some of the stuff that I got at Houston Marathon. There's a lot of freebies at this uh, event, and I just found it absolutely amazing. So um, in the goodie bag, they gave us this, which is, I believe it's a towel. Um, but it seems like it's a really big one. Yeah, that's like beach towel size. That's like a back, that's like a thumbnail already right there, right? So that's a really nice towel. This will be one that I'll, you know, like bring to the beach slash pool or whatever. Um, but also, a lot of times I will have like a large athletic towel for the car for like in the summer runs when you get in the car and you're all sweaty, you don't want to like ruin the car seats. This will be useful for all my butt sweat. <laughs> uh, then after you finish the race in Houston, um, 
Then uh, you pull off one of the things on your bib and you give a, it a shirt. They had a specific half marathon finisher shirt. There's a marathon finisher shirt as well. So this is nice, a nice Brooks shirt. Cool. Um, and then here's some stuff that I picked up at the uh, expo. Um, some sunglasses. Should put these on for a while I do the rest of these things. I can't see now, but here we go. We got the Houston glasses. And then um, we got some throwaway gloves. So they were giving away a pair of throwaway gloves, which was perfect because the temperature was like 40 degrees, um, at least air temp wise. The real feels was a little bit lower, but that was the temperature. Um, I also got a, uh, a Texas magnet. It's in the shape of Texas. It's really big, like this big. Um, and it has the half marathon or the marathon logo on it. And I don't know where that is. I must have dropped it on my way down here. I also can't see because I'm wearing these sunglasses, but, um, and not my glasses, but there was those. And then, uh, there was also a, um, 5k specific glove that they were also giving away. So there, are, I have two different pairs of throwaway gloves, which will be nice for like the next time I go to a race, you know, I've only thrown away gloves once of all the racing that I've done. Other times I either take the gloves off and put them in a pocket um, or I leave them on the whole time. But if I ever did need throwaway gloves, now I got two pairs. But realistically, what's going to happen is my kids are going to take these. But we got some of those, so that's nice. Um, and then I bought, I usually don't buy stuff at the expo, but I did pick this up. I saw my friend Martinez Evans. Um, he had a booth there. He was selling his book and selling apparel and stuff. And uh, I thought I'd pick this one up. I thought the design was amazing. It's like just like a regular shirt, heavy weight. I'm really liking like heavy cotton. Um, and so this is for the Slow AF Run Club. Just nice and simple. Love the design. Something I can wear in a lot of situations. For me anyway, you know, since I don't have like a regular job. So I picked one of those up. So that was pretty cool. All right, couple more things. I got to take these off. that I picked up. Um, hold on. At the shakeout, someone gave me um, a singlet for Victor's, the Victor's Club. The singlet is really quite pretty. So that is really nice. It's got even a little logo in the back down here too very pretty um and then someone it says they gave me a bunch of stickers for the girls it says greetings from houston and the, this used to be it kind of rubbed off but there was an astronaut on there so we've got some space themed stickers which is appropriate because it's you know houston and stuff like that so these are all like nasa stickers but this is really wild right these are cool look at these Amazing. I used to be such a space nerd growing up. My dad would take me to the library every week uh, when I was like, mm, kind of like uh, my younger daughter's age. And uh, he'd make me stay there for a long time and read books there. And then also we'd get books to read at home. And uh, a lot of times I would end up reading books about space or the solar system or astronauts, stuff like that. So very very cool and one last thing 
is uh, over at the Freaks Run Club. They gave me this keychain, uh, which is super funny, I think. So that was nice. And uh, that's all the swag, you know? So there we go. Thanks, everybody, uh, for all that stuff. Um, video says, cool singlet, Victor's Club. Yep. And uh, and Luna says, I take it your girls have not seen any of this yet? No, I haven't. Because if I had shown it to them, I would, they'd be gone already. I, I don't know where it would be. <laughs> and Mixtape Tony says, his, th that was him. That was him with the, uh, with the cowbell. He says, correct. It's a cowbell that is typically attached to drum sets. It's been forgotten in my parents' garage since my middle school garage band days. I'm glad you found it. That was a solid bell. I was like, oh, that's a, that is a great tone. I like that. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. <laughs> and Baldy's here. He goes, yeah, this keychain is, is Baldy. Um, so Baldy says, this is my, that's my face on the keychain. Yeah. So Baldy, Baldy had invited me out to a, um, uh, Freaks Run Club of a shakeout run on Friday, but it didn't start till like 7.15. And I'm like, that's too late for me. I don't, I can't do that. Um, so I was glad I was able to, to meet up with them and connect. And then they were, uh, they hosted me over at the, um, at the cheer station, um, after the race. So that was, it was really fun. Very hospitable. Thank you. Uh, and JC says, no mug. Is that only for the full? It's a glass beer stein kind of mug. I have one from when I ran it in 2020, but they, I don't think that's for the, um, it's not for the half. I think only if you run the full, but yeah. Daniel says the gloves have tips so you can use your phone without problems. Yeah, you know, I still have problems with gloves that even though they, when they have that, I still have to just take my gloves off. I don't know why. Um, Fueled by Air says, I'm a running gear hoarder. I get the free Dunkin' Donuts beanie at the New York City Marathon every year, 14 and counting. And I hold it till I see family at mile 13 to pass it off, LOL. That's amazing. The only time I ran New York was the hot year two years ago. And I really wanted the hat. But I, it was already so hot. I was like, there's no way I'm going to carry this for 26 miles. And I didn't have anyone that I could toss it to. So I'm standing there looking at a stack of these Dunkin' Donuts hats. And I'm like, oh, I really want one. And look at all these hats. There's so many. Not that I was going to take more than one. But it was just like an embarrassment of riches. But I couldn't take it because I was like, I just don't know where I'd put it. I'm envious of your 14 hats. Video Guy Man 7 says, Houston definitely gives you the best bang for your buck when it comes to races. From all the freebies at the expo to the hot breakfast from HEB. Is that how you say HEB? Post race and the beer at the after party. It is nice. It, I mean, it's a great race. I'm like, I, I keep talking it up and I'm doing it half-heartedly because one of my favorite things about it is that it's so easy to navigate in Houston. You wait inside. You recover from the race afterwards inside. You get a meal if you want to eat a meal, you know, like all these things are great. Navigating the course is easy. The, the, the amount of spectators isn't so crazy. So I could still film. So for very selfish reasons, I kind of want it to be our little secret guys, but it's such a fun race. And I don't know. I, I, I love that race. I love it. Mm. 
Mm, Mark Peterson says, a farce throw away, throwing away gloves. I did it twice, he says. CIM 22 and New York 23. But they were gloves that already had a bunch of holes, so no loss to me. Okay. There we go. I could see it. Mm. <laughs> Mark Del Comber says, I'm in deep south Louisiana. L.A.? L.A. Or is that L.A. or Louisiana? Deep so I'm assuming that's deep south Louisiana. I'm in deep south Louisiana. I keep multiple car towels for after those super sweaty summer runs. I know. I Yeah. I... I usually have one in the car and then if it's it was a super gross run after I get home to the garage, I have a drying rack where I hang all the super sweaty stuff. I'll take off most of it before I even get in the house. Um, cause I just don't want it stinking up the house. Um, when I was in Atlanta and I went running with Drew, Drew's got like, he's got just like a, bon a bunch of towels in his trunk. He's got a whole stash just like you, Mark, you know? <laughs> Frank LaHulier says, I tossed my arm sleeves and a buff I was wearing to cover my ears last marathon. Oh, okay. It feels like a lot of stuff to get rid of, though. And Baldy says, what mile felt like the toughest, Co? I want to say it was mile... Uh, mm, there's a downhill before you make a right turn at mile... So I guess it was mile 10 felt really hard. Um, and also mile 11 too. So mile 10 kind of ends with a downhill. So that's nice. Um, and I was expecting an uphill right afterwards based on the elevation profile of the course, but it wasn't a, like a sudden uphill. It was a gradual uphill as you running along the river. That mile was kind of tough. Um, I think it was more mentally tough than it was physically tough. Um, but the nice thing is there's crowd support there. The other mile before the downhill, we had just a straight headwind. All the packs had kind of splintered apart at that point. Um, and we were after, it was like after 15K, you know, so it's like you're not, you run a lot, but you're not almost done. So mentally also, that was a really tough part for me. So like, kind of like it would, it, it might've hit me sooner, but I saw Stevie 76 was there. So that was really nice. And that was a nice kind of like morale boost. Otherwise, that it would have, it would have been like a long two miles right there, and I knew it was going to be a tough uh, spot there because of the wind. But man, like other parts of the Houston course, there's trees or buildings or just a lot of people, and so the wind really wasn't an issue. But then by that point, there was a lot less people. The road opened up really wide. The wind was just coming at us, and so it w it wasn't like you know I've certainly been under worse wind conditions, but it was a lot of things just put together to make it really hurt and it hurt that's where i was like i was talking to myself like don't be don't be scared don't be afraid you know um okay mark says the last name is probably like welcome but with a d at the front okay delcom delcom okay delcom all right thank you for letting me know sorry about that uh, <laughs> mark says lots of silent letters in my name and yes i'm in louisiana okay that makes sense so delcom and uh all right got it got it got it 
And Maria says, new subscriber here. Love the Houston Half Marathon video. Well, thanks, Maria. Welcome. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, yeah, Brian says the miles 10 to 11 up Montrose was straight into the wind. Yeah, that was tough. I, I really wished we had a nice big pack at that point, but we did not. There was like two or three of us. It, it, it kind of came and went. I don't know. Mentally, I, my brain kind of shut off. I don't know. I don't know where I went, but I was not focusing on the race. Um, and I don't really have a lot of memory of it. I just remember it being really painful. Tim says, I think I know that part. The uphill after the downhill is challenging, especially since most of the course is flat. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> mm. um, Joey Otto says, thoughts on the Takumi Sen 10? Uh, yeah, I actually just put together... No, did I just do it? That video's coming up soon. That'll be Monday's video. So this next video that'll come out will be the Houston race recap which everyone that's here won't really need to know much of it, but I leave it out there I'm thinking for people like next year, they'll watch it. Um, but um, I did enjoy that one. Uh, I do enjoy that shoe quite a bit. And I think it makes sense to talk about that shoe after uh, the Houston half marathon, since I ran into the Evo one. Um, I like it a lot. It's pretty, here's a, here's another weird uh, wrinkle and why I might delay the review. I don't know where to find it. It's supposed to be on sale now. It's not even listed on the Adidas website. None of the other running stores seem to have it. I can't find even any old versions of the Takumi to um, to link to, to even look at. And so like, the only way you can find it is like, you know, used pairs on eBay, that kind of thing. And so I might, I might wait. I'm gonna, I'm actually meant to email my um, Adidas contact to be like, is there an updated date where it might be more widely available in the US because then I'll hold the review till then. But basically for me, a lot of the ways it's it's very much like a Takumi Sen 9. But I think the 10 is more different than the 9 than the 9 is from the 8. The 8 and 9 for me are almost identical shoes. I don't know that I could tell the difference. The 9 and 10, I could tell the difference. The 10 is a little bit more aggressive. It feels like there's a little less stack height, even though it's supposed to be the same. Um, the best way I could describe it is it just feels like they, um, it feels like they shortened the shoe and put more rubber in the front because it just feels like it's a little bit more dense and I feel like I'm hitting rubber outsole more. I don't think that's the case. I just think, I know they told me, I had I interviewed a product person about it. Um, I couldn't videotape it, but um, they said that they tweaked the formula of the Light Strike Pro to make it a little bit more responsive. And to me, that means a little bit more firm, but when you're running fast, it'll have a little bit more bounce to it. And that's pretty much it. Um, the other thing about it is uh, it feels like the way they've done the cutout, you know, under the arch of the shoe, it feels like that cutout is bigger. So it feels like when you're running slow or if you're sloppy, it feels like you can potentially overpronate more into the into your ankles in it the way it is designed this year but if you're running fast it'll feel great and it won't be a problem but potential it's there so those are the, that's that's pretty that's pretty much my takumi sen 10 review right there mm. 
Matt Byer says the Adidas site doesn't have the Supernova Rise on sale yet either. Really? Yeah, I'm gonna wait then. I'll, I'll probably wait on the Takumi Sen review because those are like the two shoes that I'll talk about the most in that video. Uh, Daniel Byrne says that Running Warehouse has it though. Oh, okay. Well, if they have it, then then I'll then I'll probably put it up there. David DeFrangia says, what was the post-race shoe? I was in the, um, the only other shoe that I brought the entire weekend was the no, the New Balance 1080-13. That was really nice. It was comfy. It, it's a pretty good travel shoe. The upper is a little bit um, not as stretchy as say like a Nimbus. Um, so like when I'm on an airplane, my feet swell like crazy. And so I felt a little bit tight in it. Um, but overall, just a pretty comfy shoe to be wearing around all weekend. Mm. Go running with Oliver says the wind killed my spirits for the full. Yeah, I I was looking at the wind direction and then also the way that the full marathon course goes, and I just looked at it thinking like, oh, miles like ten through seventeen are kind of into the wind, and I was like, oh, that's going to be miserable for a lot of people. Way to fight through the <laughs> Oliver. That's tough. That's tough. Um. Freddie says, I did your, I did the Houston 2022 on your recommendation and loved it. Very well organized for a big race. I agree. I agree. It's just everything runs super smooth. It was just really nice. Mm. Okay. TGI Bride says, uh, Running World does have the Takumi Sen 10, but only in size at 7 and 11, apparently. Okay. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, maybe I will follow up and see what the deal is with that. And CV76 says, well, did I jinx it about the wind during the shakeout? I Maybe I did, but wind was always in the forecast. Remember, even when we were looking at it like a week, two weeks out, like when, at least it wasn't as windy as we originally thought. Remember, it was supposed to be like 15 to 20 mile per hour winds with like 25 mile per hour gusts. So it could, I guess it could have been worse is the only thing we could say. I don't know. I don't think I jinxed it. I think we were getting wind no matter what. And I frankly feel lucky with the amount of wind that we did get. Uh, Runtime, he says, Naples half as uh, this past weekend was great. A few OT qualifiers living in Florida leading up to Orlando trials. Nice. Yeah, I saw, I didn't even know that there was a marathon there this or half marathon there this weekend. Um, but I did see that uh, Ali Kiefer was there running. That's the only reason why it popped up in my feed. Um, that's cool. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Mm. EDG says, what's your favorite pair of running gloves for single-digit temperatures? For single-digit temperatures, I'm assuming you mean Fahrenheit, then I usually go with snowboarding gloves. I don't remember the name of the brand that I have, but they're giant mittens. They go down to here. There's like a big skirt on it. So it comes over your cuff so that way snow can't get in it while you're snowboarding. Um, but I wear those and then I'll still put hand warmers inside. And sometimes, where'd I put them? My regular running gloves, the thin ones, I'll, I might even do that as a base layer. So I might have two sets of gloves. My hands get really cold really easily. And so... You know, there'll, there'll be times where, like I've run with Thomas from Believe in the Run 
And he's been telling me about like the tracksmith gloves, and I'm like, there's no way I can wear that. If it's under like 30 degrees, I I I, I can't wear those. Those are not going to be good enough. And he goes, really? I wore them in like 20 degree weather, and my hands were sweating at the end. And I'm like, my circulation is just different. I I my hands just get cold. So when it gets that cold, I like snowboarding gloves, mittens, mittens. Frank says the Houston course is like a figure eight. How does that work? Well, it kind of comes down, right? And then it went went down and then up and then it comes over. There's like a long diagonal part where it goes northwest. I don't I didn't study the full marathon course, but I remember looking at it. There's like a long northwest stretch where it just kind of like sh shimmies all the way up to go north and then it comes back down southeast. That's when I went that's that's when I was thinking the headwind's going to get to people. Uh, DZ, uh, D0 Aperture says, have you tried electric hand warmers or do you, do you prefer the one-use ones? I would love it if electric hand warmers worked, but they do not get warm enough for me in the temperatures when I need hand warmers. I just It just feels like there's something kind of... I, I think that almost it'd be better if I just held... I don't know, like an old dead hand warmer in my hand, something that would just retain body heat. That's about how warm they feel. Um, they don't feel warm enough for me. Um, I've tried reusable ones as well. Same problem. They just don't get hot. The and the problem with both the electric hand warmers and the reusable ones is they're also really big, like two to three times as big, and they don't give up as much heat. Um, I don't love the fact that they're disposable, but they do the job. Really small, really warm for a very long time, you know. Um, Daniel Burton says, Co, is the course mostly flat? Yeah, it was much flatter than I was expecting it to be. And I had run the full, but years ago, four years ago at this point. Um, and I remember there being some hills. I don't feel like I noticed hills hardly at all, except for I noticed the slight uphill in like mile 12. Um, and then at the end of that, right before you get downtown, there's a little hill. And then you're on the home stretch. You know, but for the most part, it was, it was I don't I can't really envision much flatter courses. Mm. Frank says, "Are there people running across each other though?" No, there weren't. There, I don't know. I don't know how it works. I'll have to look at the map again. But there wasn't. In terms of the half marathon versus the marathon or even the marathon on itself, it doesn't do that. I don't know if there's an underpass situation or what. And C-Town Fan says, were you happy with your time? Yes, but I did the absolute runner thing where I crossed the line and I thought I had a 125.09 by my watch. And I was like, oh, 10 seconds faster and I'd be a 124 guy. <laughs> you know, so like, even though I had beat my goal by a minute, um, it's never enough, you know, so. <laughs> um, all right, uh, we'll do this one and I got to get going for a day. I got another phone call. I've been, I've been doing, I feel good about myself. I feel like I've been scheduling calls for after the live stream and not forgetting them. I used to schedule a lot of calls after live stream and then forget them. I'm remembering them now too, but I also just like the workflow of doing a call after live stream because I'm already down here and I'm set. But um, Joey Otto wants to know, how do you stay motivated during winter marathon training for spring races? 
Uh, man, it's hard. I mean, I'm lucky because I like running in the cold. Uh, I get motivated by like, you know, setting a new cold weather running PR. You know, I just like stuff like that. Um, I'm not trying to do a cold weather contest with anyone because there's certainly people that run farther and longer and faster in colder weather. But I just enjoy it. Um, but, um, you know, I don't... I... Yeah, the the key is to now. I mean, you have to. Tr yeah, it sounds. This sounds like super like influencery, but like you kind of need to get beyond motivation. You got to build discipline, so that way, even when you don't feel like doing it, you still do it. You know. Uh, now there's uh, a counterbalance to that as well. Like if it's super super terrible conditions out there. See if you can reschedule. See if you can find a treadmill. Um, there's other ways to kind of do it. Um, but the other thing for me is that, like, uh, I do a lot of my winter training by effort and not pace. Hitting the same pace is going to be real hard when you're layered up in winter clothes and it's windy and it's icy and grip isn't that as great, you know? So, you know, I try to always remember what's the point of the workout. It's to work at a certain level of difficulty for a certain amount of time. And as long as I did that, whatever the paces were, I, I'm not going to care. And so hopefully that makes it less daunting. Uh, but sometimes it is really cold. And um, when I do need a little bit of something to just stop procrastinating and get out the door, sometimes it's like, all right, well, I'll, I'll reward myself with like an extra long hot shower, you know, or a warm beverage later in the evening when I'm feeling cold, things like that. You know, maybe you just need to find some, some more, uh, you know, not so many sticks, but more carrots, maybe, you know, in terms of rewards. If, so there's a couple, hopefully that's a couple of strategies for you there. All right. Okay. That's going to be it for today, guys. Uh, I think the next time I see you guys will be, probably be tomorrow. Another live stream. Same time as today, 1 p.m. Central Time. Until I see you then, stay safe and warm out there, everybody. Thanks.